Is there an advantage to filing first in a divorce? We got this question in from one of our viewers. I'm starting to get a lot of comments and questions that come in. So I wanna answer those. I wanna provide that hope and help to our audience. So let's dive in. I'm Tom March with the March Law Firm in Orlando, Florida, and welcome to the Healthy Family Law Attorney. So is there an advantage to filing first in a divorce? Yeah, I think there is. And there's probably four top reasons why you might wanna file first. Okay, so number one, let's talk alimony. So under Florida law, um, a, a marriage is considered either short-term, medium-term, or long-term. And all of those have a specific effect on the alimony. So uh, at seven years, the marriage becomes, quote, a medium-term marriage it has implications for the alimony. And even more so, at 17 years, the marriage is considered long-term. And so what that means for alimony is that there's a presumption in favor of long-term or permanent periodic alimony. So let's say you've been married for 16 years. In a few months, uh, you're gonna celebrate your 17th wedding anniversary and you are considering divorce. Well. Technically, legally, from an alimony standpoint, if you're the um, higher wage earner, so uh, I've done prior videos on alimony, how it's determined, basically starting point, do you have a financial ability to pay? Does your spouse have a financial need to receive? So if you have, you think a financial ability to pay, you probably wanna file before the 17th uh, wedding anniversary because after that point, you're more likely to be paying permanent periodic alimony. If you file prior to the 17th anniversary of the wedding, then they, uh, your spouse doesn't have that presumption in his or her favor, okay? So that's number one. Number two is equitable distribution. You want to establish, like in the alimony equation there, the date of filing sets the time period for equitable distribution from the standpoint of the court looks at the definition of a marital asset or a marital debt for equitable distribution purposes is from the date of the marriage to the date of filing the petition for dissolution of marriage. So what does that mean? Let's say your spouse is out there running up an incredible amount of credit card debt, um, a car car loans, uh, other consumer debt, and you don't want to be responsible for that in in sense of it becoming a marital liability, which you'll be obligated to pay 50% of in the divorce. So in that case, yes, there's also an advantage to going ahead and filing first and establishing that date of filing so that any debt that your spouse incurs after the date of filing is arguably then a non-marital debt. It's your spouse's separate debt that they're responsible for in the divorce case separately and you're not obligated to pay 50%. Now, a little caveat there is that doesn't affect the third party creditor. I'm talking about the family law court, the judge, what's gonna be decided in your case vis-a-vis -vis you and your spouse. As long as you don't sign 
the credit application or the loan application uh, for that debt that was incurred after the date of filing, then you're not going to be obligated to in the divorce case or to the third party creditor. Okay. You also going to want to look at if you're on joint credit cards, you're going to want to cancel those joint credit cards because debt incurred after the date of filing on those joint credit cards, even though it's not a marital debt, that third party creditor could come after you if your spouse doesn't pay that debt. So that's something to really look at. The way you do that is important. Do it in writing. Don't just do it by a phone call. Have some proof that you did cancel the card. I've had cases where the other party, even though the card was canceled, they then just simply applied for a new card saying it was a lost card and they were they still just uh, racked up a tremendous amount of debt after the card was uh, canceled, which the credit card company tried to say was um, still obligated um, the other spouse who didn't charge anything. All right. Those are just a couple of pointers to be careful about. Your attorney can explain all that in much more detail. All right. Number three. You may want to file first in order to get the administrative order filed in your case and served on your spouse. So what is the administrative order? Uh, Different circuits, like we're in the Ninth Judicial Circuit, which is Orange and Osceola counties, the 18th Judicial Circuit, which is Seminole and Brevard counties, and Lake and Volusia and Polk and Hillsborough and all have their own administrative orders, but essentially they all say something to the effect that you must maintain the status quo. Okay, so if you're concerned your spouse is gonna start dropping you from the health insurance, dropping your car insurance, life insurance, whatever, or taking you off of the uh, electric bill or the uh, water bill or whatever, um, you wanna get that Uh, case filed. So the administrator order says, nope, you can't do that. You must maintain the status quo, keep everything the same. And in addition, another benefit is uh, it requires the parties to continue on as they have historically done until the judge steps in and says something different. So if your spouse typically deposited their paycheck into the joint bank account so that all the bills could get paid, they have to continue to do that per the administrative order because that's maintaining the status quo. There's a lot of other things in administrative orders that I could go into in much more detail. Um, If you want to see a video on the administrative orders, let me know. I'll be happy to do that. If you have questions or comments regarding uh, administrative orders, happy to provide more information about that. Just leave a comment or question in the uh, comment section below. So those are the first three. Um, Then you get into some things like if you're the petitioner, meaning that you filed first, right? So you're the petitioner, your spouse is the respondent. The petitioner has the right, if it goes to trial, to present their case first, to make an opening statement first, um, to kind of set the agenda in a sense uh, for the trial and often in the pleading. So there's somewhat of a benefit there. We're in a no-fault divorce state. You don't get into allegations of abuse, neglect, adultery, cruelty, that kind of stuff um, to get the divorce. Some of those things can come into play um, 
for other purposes. Um, that's kind of beyond the scope of this today. Okay, so one of the rules of pleading is simply, if you don't ask for it, you can't get it. Okay, so the petitioner, you're gonna plead first, but really, um, even as respondent, you can make sure, your attorney should make sure that you pled everything that you need to get, like time sharing, equitable distribution, alimony if you're requesting it, you know, because if you don't ask for alimony, you can't get it later on. Okay, so that's important. Now, there's some reasons that some people don't want to file first. And one of those reasons is typically for spiritual or religious reasons. They don't want to file for divorce because the Bible says God hates divorce, doesn't want to see divorce. They want to try to work it out. And so they may want their spouse to be the one who has to file first so they can say, I didn't file for divorce. Okay, and then finally, some people are able to just endure and they will stay married no matter how difficult uh, the situation is. The only thing I'm gonna say there is that's a personal decision and um, you may wanna talk to your um, spiritual advisor, uh, trusted friends and advisor, uh, maybe go in and, and meet with a lawyer. Um, the one thing that I can say is there's nothing better than a great marriage, nothing worse than a bad marriage. And in a bad marriage, if there's any kind of emotional or other abuse going on, that's considered abuse to the children. And it's extremely harmful. A lot of the statistics say that the harm to the children in a bad marriage, seeing all of that play out between their parents uh, is more harmful to the kids oftentimes than the actual divorce itself. So I know that's um, a tough thing to hear. I know um, you may want to talk to uh, your attorney about that to see what your options are and all, all other nuances of reasons for filing first. Okay. I hope this has provided um, some good information for you. My purpose is that I believe your family matters and I want to provide hope and help your family to successfully navigate the family law process in a healthy way. So like and subscribe, hit that bell icon. Love to uh, see you in the next video. Uh, we're still coming out with new legal videos every Wednesday and new um, expert interview videos every Friday. So thanks for being part of the channel and we'll see you soon. Bye.